when I started my very first business nine years ago, the dessert bar in Sydney called the Chalk Pot. I had no clue how to grow it. Absolutely no idea. So around four months in, I joined an entrepreneurship mastermind and coaching program. I was sitting at one of the middle tables. I remember this really, really clearly. And I was scribbling away furiously as the presenter was talking. This was you know, back when I actually wrote notes in a notebook. I was scribbling away furiously because they were talking about concepts that sounded so cool and made so much sense. They mentioned some of the things that Dropbox and Hotmail had been doing, things that started the proliferation of what we call viral marketing now. And the main outcome of viral marketing to build an email list. This was something that was quite foreign to me, to this young, naive 20-something-year-old. They told me I had to build an email list. When I started my own coaching business and invested in being mentored by Russell Brunson, it was the same message. Just focus on building an email list. This had been the common thread in every successful business I've built, which is why I am so not surprised that this was the third marketing strategy that the Improve Podcast Research highlighted that higher income earning podcasters are doing that lower income earning podcasters are not. They have an email list. So in this episode, which is part three of three of this particular series and the top three marketing strategies that higher income earning podcasters do that lower income earning podcasters don't, I am going to be covering how to grow your podcast email list. My name is Deidre Shen, CEO and co-founder of Capture, the world's first AI-powered podcast copywriter, and this is the Grow My Podcast Show. Yeah, yeah. Hey you, we are talking emails in today's episode and specifically how you can build your podcast email list. Now, why are we talking emails? For a few reasons. One, it is one of the top three marketing strategies that high income earning podcasters leverage that low income podcasters don't. Two, it is a fundamental skill to learn and resource to build. An email list is a list that you own. Social media is great, but anything you do on social media is you renting space and eyeballs because at any moment in time, the platform can decide to shut your account down or limit what it is that you can or can't say. But an email, that is something that cannot be taken away from you, as long as you keep backing that list up, of course. And the best thing about email, you get to communicate directly with your community, with your people. I'm sure that many of you are listening to this episode right now because I emailed you about it, right? So think about that. If you can see as an end consumer your own behavior, you get an email from me, you read the email, you're intrigued by the topic, you listen to the podcast, doesn't it just make sense that you should be doing the same thing too? This is why those high, higher income earning podcasters are using email and you need to as well. So what we're going to do is we're going to take a quick ad break. And when I come back, we're going to dive into how you can build an email list for your podcast. And by the way, this is not just about creating a lead magnet. No, sorry. I'm going to assume that you know the basics, the fundamentals on creating lead magnets. So instead, I'm going to share with you a couple of more advanced strategies that you can use to quickly grow your email list. Sound good? Let's get into it when we're back. 
Are you ready to reach more people on more platforms in a lot less time with your podcast? Well, it's time to meet every podcaster's new best friend, Capture. Capture is the world's first AI-powered podcast copywriter and the fastest way to market and grow your podcast. In just 10 minutes or less, Capture will turn your episode audio file into an episode title, description, show notes, social media captions for Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, LinkedIn, and TikTok, a promotional email, blog post, LinkedIn article, YouTube description, and full transcript. All of the drafts it creates for you are fully editable and downloadable. All you have to do is just upload your episode audio, wait for it to generate the drafts for you, and view and edit these drafts and download them to use in all of your marketing content. But before you think that Capture is just another robot that just writes words for you, I have to tell you about what makes Capture different. You see, Capture's AI has a very robust mix of human intelligence mixed into it. Capture was created by marketers so that every piece of copy it writes for you is infused with content honey traps so that your podcast episode stops the scroll and hooks your audience in to listen. But don't just take my word for it. Capture is offering you a free trial so you can see the magic for yourself for your podcast. Sign up takes less than 30 seconds and nope, there is no credit card required. Just head on over to www.capture.com and sign up for a free trial. That's www.capsho.com and sign up for a free trial today. Hey, okay, so we are talking about how to grow your podcast email list. This is the asset you need to be focused on building. And I mentioned in episode 23 that I actually doubled the downloads on my podcast episode when some tech stuff got ironed out and people actually started receiving my emails about my new podcast episode. Seriously, you guys, it doubled. So yeah, it doesn't surprise me that building and and email and emailing an email list gosh, should I say, building and emailing an email list is a marketing strategy that sets high income earning podcasters apart from the lower income earning podcasters. And by the way, side note, if you also want to know what to actually be emailing your list, then do please go back and listen to episode 23. It's called the email hack for doubling your podcast downloads because I lay it all out on that episode. But let's get back to the topic on hand, Bill which is all about building your podcast email list. And to help me, as always, I have my co-founder, Bonarai here. She is the email queen. So I'm excited to be diving into it with her for sure. Welcome, welcome. Hello, the email queen. That's a, that's a big title to live up to, but I'll try. <laughs> okay, so as I said, I'm assuming that you already know some of the more basic fundamentals of creating a lead magnet and building a list that way. Okay, in fact... If you do need a recap on how you can do this using your podcast, then check out episode 15, which is called The Only Way to Monetize a Podcast with a Small Audience, because we actually touch on it with our show notes funnel. So this is is not about building lead magnets, right, Bonner? <laughs> nope. <laughs> it is not. Okay. So we're going to, but what is it about? Okay. It's not about building lead magnets. It's all about leveraging other people's audiences. Mm. Yeah. And yeah, this particular strategy, this particular strategy has proven to be the 
biggest builder of my list. And I've done it all. Like I've lead magnets. I spent time reaching out individually, individually to people to see whether they would be interested in opting in for them. I spent a lot of money running ads to various lead magnets and challenges and webinars, but nothing has grown my list like collaborations. And so let's get into the three steps of how you can do this well so that you can build your list to promote your podcast too. Are you ready, Bonner? I'm excited. I love this topic. (laughs) Awesome. Awesome. Okay. So step one, let's get into step one. It is all about mindset, the mindset for collaboration and giving. So this was a big one for me. I never really understood this until I noticed in myself the mindset shift that I made. And um, we're all guilty of it, right? I, I, When I first started out and I was like, oh yeah, you know, great way to build an, a list or to do anything is to collaborate. So I would think about, okay, how can I reach people who, or speak to people who maybe have more of a list than me that I can borrow, that I can leverage. But it was all about me, right? It's me, mm-hmm. me, me. Like, how can they help me? How can I pitch myself to them? And that honestly didn't get me very far. <laughs> and until until I made the mindset shift and now the way that I approach everything, every collaboration is I put so much thought. And Bonnie, you know this and maybe mm-hmm. you can share your own experience. I put so much thought before I even go out to someone, before I reach out to them. I'm always thinking, okay, what's in it for them? How can they build their email list? How can they, you know, make more money? Like what can I, how how can I structure this collaboration in a way that gets them almost more, if not the same, or if not more than what I would be getting myself? Yes. And this is a very different, I mean, I, I, I don't know if I'm, you know, already preaching to the choir or whatever but like this was actually really important because there's a it's a fine line there's a fine line between yep this is a strategy i want to go down i want to collaborate with other people and i'm going to do it in a way that obviously is going to serve me because we still you know we need to have that top of mind to then going over that to but how can this help them yes Absolutely. And I think it's the whole year applying the what's in it for me, but from their perspective. And I do know that you put an extreme amount of preparation in that because it's not just knowing them and their audience, but like what their priorities are right now and then really positioning your collaboration accordingly. And as you were also talking about that, one thing that popped to mind was you know, and I've noticed, I guess, just seeing you in action and I'm like, okay, this is interesting because I know when, when, when we uh, as, as Capture get approached for collaborations, it's so obvious now where people are doing it from a, Hey, you know, this is what I need from it. Mm -hmm. And also when they are positioning it as something that, you know, we're going to benefit from, which is like, you know, which is, which is great. They're not specific enough. That's the other thing I find as well is like when you have the mindset for collaboration and giving and as you say, preparing it in a way that and structuring the collaboration in a way that they're going to get value, being really specific about that. You know, yeah. for example, if you don't have a large audience, if that's not the draw card and saying we have a really engaged audience, this is the kind of, you know, what we get and this is why your service, your product, your brand makes sense to my people because this is how it would work. And just really getting to them to see that. I think that specificity is really important so that people can can say, hey, this person is truly thinking about me and what I'm going to get from this collaboration. Totally. And as we'll go, we're going to go into step two where we're going to actually dive into some of our favorite vehicles of how, you know, we we structure these collaborations. But what you'll notice through them is that 
I think a lot of us, as we're building, you know, same thing for Capture is we probably don't have the biggest list of everyone. We don't have the biggest audience of everyone. But how do you get around that? So for me, and again, this is this is all a mindset thing, right? It was like literally when I started shifting my mindset, then I was like, the light bulb went off. And I was like, oh, this is how I can actually pitch it to them in a way that's like, this is what's in it for you. Is you know, my superpower, and I would generally, I would, I would definitely, definitely recommend that you guys all work on this superpower as well, is building those relationships and building those connections. Because if you can go to someone and be like, oh, you know, obviously I'm going to promote this thing, but not only will I promote it, but I've actually gathered together a community of these other people who collectively have way more bigger lists than I do, maybe not even collectively, like individually, (laughs) then that makes it so much more powerful, right? Then you have reach and you have authority. It's not your your personal authority, but you're the one who brought it together. And that was a big, big shift for me because I always thought that I had to be the one that was, you know, that I was had to bring that to the table. I had to bring a big mm. list, a big, big audience, et cetera, to the table. And it's actually like, no, you don't have to. You just have to be a really, really good relationship builder, networker because, and the, the way that you build that is through this mindset. Yes. It's this mindset for collaboration and giving because you're always thinking about them. You're always thinking about the people that you're building those relationships with. Not for you. I mean, I think we all know that ultimately you have, you will get an outcome of it, out of it, but really it's more, it's them first. And I could go on this about on about this forever, but it's just such a nuanced thing. And I just really, really need this to land because if you do not have this, the others won't work. No. Um, you know, the, the other yeah. steps don't work. Yeah. Because then you end up blaming, yeah, the the collaboration or the vehicle when really it's the mindset that was missing. Yes, totally. Okay. So that is step number one. You have to have the mindset for collaboration and giving. And that is with all, with anyone that you want to work with, especially, especially if they are, you know, bigger, larger than you, or they seem to be, you have to kind of swallow your pride, even though you might want be thinking that you're the best things in slice, but I'm sure that you are. Okay? <laughs> you, you definitely are. But put that to the side and yeah, definitely approach it with that mindset for you. Give first, give first. Okay. So then we get into step two, which is to choose your collaboration vehicle. So we're going to, I don't know, hopefully we won't, this won't be too long, but we're going to dive into three particular vehicles that we've either been part of or that we've actually driven ourselves. So let's start with one that we were part of. So this is, I'll just call it bundles. <laughs> so Bonnie, can you talk us through how, like an example of the one that we were part of? Yeah. So Lynn Neville, hi Lynn, if you're listening, we were fortunate enough to be part of her boost your business bundle. So it was my first time for sure. When it came up, I was like, this is a really cool way of doing it. And what we were a part of was like, gosh, I think there was like in the end, like 50 or 60 people who were, who were part of this, but ultimately it was this really smart strategy she put in place where she was targeting obviously all of our mutual prospects and customers of people who needed all of these different aspects of marketing and and business building, everything from coming up with your message right through to what we help with, which is really helping people launch and grow their podcast. So it was a direct, she put a lot of effort into bringing all of these people together. There was a really, really simple opt-in page where everyone just kind of blasted out to say, hey, the Boost Your Business Bundle is live, go check it out. And it almost just felt like this candy store of free resources that, you know, from everything from like I talked about, you know, messaging right through to SEO and podcasting that people could just 
really kind of in a really grouped way look at and say in a categorized way and say this is what I need and you know uh, she really had set it up so that we would be able to position ourselves specifically in in that big group and then people that were interested in what we were offering would then opt in obviously into into our in this case lead magnet and we would get the we would get the lead but it was coming from a place of extreme value and we had a really great I think we added almost 500 people to our list through that through that particular process and it was just the same lead magnets we were putting out there ourselves but because she had set it up in a way that was really contextualized we got really really good opt-in rates Mm, crazy and this like again you can you can see how why so many people would opt in because you've got you know 50 60 collaborators everyone promoting Mm. Uh, all 50 60 collaborators promoting this thing where again as Bonner said it's extreme value so why wouldn't someone go check it out and yeah opt into the things that they're interested in so you guys if you're listening to this and uh, I know a lot of you are coaches consultants service providers course creators this is would be so up your alley to start to think about pulling together it is a lot of work just all of these these by the way are a lot of work but if you're really committed to growing your list this is these strategies are seriously the fastest like we we've grown our list we've like doubled tripled you know forexed our list just from doing these things so it's worth it okay so bundle and obviously if you want to be seen as the connector as the person in your industry or your realm being you know a a thought leader and authority you probably want to be organizing these Mm. as much as possible definitely contribute if you get approached or if you see someone putting something together then definitely put your hand up for that but ultimately you want to get to the point where you are actually organizing these yourself so that's one of the vehicles is to create a bundle the second one which i'm a big fan of is what we call virtual summits and i don't know if any of you guys listening to this was part part of our last one which was in june of this of 2022 it was called grow my podcast summit but this again gosh i don't know i think this added about close to 1700 maybe mm-hmm. close to 2000 people yep. to our list yep. yeah crazy it was a good one (laughs) I mean the summit was incredible that obviously you know has to be the primary thing like with everything like I said this is a lot of work it's a lot of organization I think DJ you had lower back problems from all of the sitting and interviewing of our 33 speakers yes so this is not for the faint of heart or the weak of back That is our first disclaimer, but it is also a ton of fun. Mm. And, you know, I think we're we're very proud of the Grow My Podcast Summit and we do it every year. We're super excited about the next one coming up as well because it is such an effective, high value vehicle because, you know, it's rebranded ours around Grow My Podcast and that's essentially what it is. And we were able to pull in so many different expert speakers on very, very specific topics. So from a value perspective, the person's going, I'm learning about everything from how to find guests for my podcast, right through to recording it and editing in a way that's going to sound professional. Like it's a one-stop shop for a three-day shop, if you will, because we do it over three days. And it's extremely high value for the speakers going back to collaborations because they're going to be talking to a very captive audience of people that are 
have already shown their interest in growing at their podcast and making it better. And it's just, it works so well because the other thing it also lends is it gives it a real sense of an event, mm-hmm. like something that I'm attending, that I'm excited about, I'm looking forward to. And while you're nurturing your list, you can really make a big deal out. There's so many different things you can talk about and get them excited about. This is a genuine event. And, you know, you can create that sense of excitement and and scarcity as well. So I think that's why there's just a lot of things in the virtual summit structure, aside from it being a lot of work, that really does actually make it extremely powerful. And the thing that this lets us do as well is be able to upsell people into backstage passes, which I think has been so powerful. So you can actually also, you know, we were able to add a lot of people to our list, but also make you know, quite a good amount of income on this because people will pay for this. People will tell you that, you know, they will pay for this content because it's so valuable. And one thing that we did really well as well, I think, was also making sure that our collaborators have everything that they needed to promote it as well. So again, it works really well because we've got now got 33 people speaking to their specific lists about this awesome event that's coming up. Yeah, totally. And uh, by the way, it is a lot of work. I might did have did have a bit of back back pain from from all the interviews, but it is so so worth it. I think anyone, if you're listening to this, and you probably you, you are a podcaster, obviously, and so you know the value of speaking and interviewing other people, other experts, and it's not just to. I mean, learning from them is awesome, but the relationship that you build, that connection that you build, this is by far has been one of the best ways that I've been able to connect and to people that I don't think I would have ever thought that I would be able to connect to Mm. connect with you know like because again you're uh, you're providing a stage for them and it's that's a very very powerful motivation for them to say yes to, to something like that so definitely love virtual summits as a podcaster you I would highly recommend that this is probably one of the ones that you definitely want to be putting your mind to because you already know half half of what how to do it you know you know how to record you know how to interview so yes virtual summits love that okay the third one is the vehicle that we wanted to talk about is contests. And so if any of you guys were part of our recent giant Grow My Podcast giveaway, then you would know what we're talking about. Now, a little bit of background to that. This was one of the ones that I spent a lot of time agonizing over <laughs> around how I could make this really valuable to our collaboration partners. And essentially the way that we did it was like, I know, we all know as businesses that we need leads, right? Like I'm trying to build an email list and I know that everyone is trying to build an email list. So I was like, okay, how can I structure this in a way that actually gets our partners building a list as well? And so what we ended up doing is if anyone was part of the contest, part of the giveaway is you would have seen that you would have opted in for the the giant giveaway so that we had a major prize and two minor prizes and then on the thank you page we actually gave people the opportunity to opt into really again really valuable content but that would essentially add them to our collaboration partners list that was genius i think that bit I did. I, I, I'm not going to lie. I, you know, it was like, it took, you know, a couple of weeks of me running, <laughs> like literally running and, you know, m- doing some yoga and stuff. <laughs> like, oh, I think this is, this is the thing. Yes. <laughs> is there anything else you want to share about the contest? Yeah, I think, I mean, the contest again was another extremely effective lead gen builder for us. And the the great thing is that makes this a little bit different to other contests and giveaways that, you know, if you're listening, you may have been a part of is that it, 
again, was an extremely qualified list of people. Now, you're always, always going to have people that just, you know, uh, you know, subscribe for the freebie, hoping they win and they, they're not really a true sort of right, you know, lead for you. But because our prize is the other thing, when you do want to do this, you want to make sure the prize is very specific to your ideal customer. It was very, very podcasting focused to the point that people didn't who didn't have a podcast wouldn't really get much value out of the prize. But people who do, there's like, this is extreme value. They were just blown away by the prize that we put together. So I think that's the that's the one, one thing around prize strategy. But really, I just want to kind of echo what you were saying around the the additional step, because it obviously is a, the reason it was such a great lead builder, a lead generation engine for our collaborators was because from the from the person who's entering from their perspective they're like wait so i'm going to get into this prize i'm going to you know opt into to potentially win this prize but in the thank you page you're also going to give me all of these amazing free resources and for opting in for these free resources from these amazing thought leaders in this industry i'm going to get more points towards my prize hit like no brainer, right? And yes. everyone's winning, which is just, that is the thing you want to create. There's very rare situations in life where everyone wins. There's always someone who maybe wins more or, or loses. But this was a literal win, win, win for everyone because the reason we're getting such high opt-in rates is people are like, yes, I need that guide on how to audit my podcast. Yes, I need to learn more about how to get better guests on my podcast because I'm wasting my time with the wrong people. It was just yeses all around. And we actually had very, very minimal unsubscribe from this. And that really, I think, a test was a testament to the fact that we had the right people on the list. So a really well-structured contest and giveaway like this can be such a boon for your business. Yes, love that. Okay, so... Just to recap, step one is to have that mindset for collaboration and giving. Okay. You have to have that. Cause again, you cannot do any of these other, the, these vehicles just don't, won't work with, for you. If you're just going into it, thinking about how, what can I get out of it? And well, you know, collaboration partners are, they're going to help me get there. like, that's the wrong. You, you need to be thinking about what is it that they can get out of it too. So that it's just going to be easier all around, even for you to get a yes from them to even want to participate. Okay. So that's the first step. Second step is to choose your vehicle. And we've given you three, right? You could do a bundle. You could do a virtual summit. You could do a contest. You could do all three. You could do two. Like it's really up to you. And there are plenty of other ways as well, but those were the three that we know and love. And so we're going to keep doing them. And then step number three is to make it stupidly simple for your partners, like stupidly simple. Oh my gosh, Bonna, can you talk through what it is that we did for our, <laughs> our collaboration partners? Yeah, so this is the other part where it's not for the faint of heart because it is a lot of work. The great thing is once you do it a couple of times, it can be a really systematic and repeatable process. But really for the for the summit and the giveaway, we followed a similar process whereby we had a very structured, organized way where once you locked in collaborators, you were like, yep, this is the person, this is the brand, this is what they're going to, in the matter of the contest, what they're going to give away when it came to the summit, what they're going to be talking about. And we had this structure to say, yep, recording's been done. So we had a full-on workflow, guys. So this is, again, this is a proper project plan. But the main part really about making it simple for them, aside from recording and giving the prize, is when it comes time to promote. So mm. what we actually did was literally for every single person on the list, whether they're a speaker in the summit or a collaborator in the giveaway, we created specific promotional content for them. So they literally, for example, with the with the summit and the contest, they had unique links, URLs. Everything was created where they didn't even have to think, go and go to a list and find their link. It was all in their specific document. We created a 
a folder system where everyone had their own folder of collateral. So all they literally had to go into was click it once, copy and paste whatever was put in front of them. Obviously, they had time to review this and give us feedback and then just send it to their list, put it onto their social media, give it to their social media managers. And it was just done. So the only thing literally I think that they had to update was make sure that whatever email provider they were using, they had the right merge tag. And that to, to that level of just specificity and just making it literally stupid simple because they do want to help one thing you have to realize is your collaborators want to help and do everything that they can but they're really busy you know they want that and if it's just going to take that extra few minutes again people want to do it but it's going to get the better of them and they're just not going to have the time and they're going to miss that promotion window we also told them very specifically we gave them a promotion calendar to say hey it's going to be live for this amount of weeks this is what we propose you do and not everyone stuck to the exact script but just having that plan for them means that they could just follow that and just you know make sure that they were executing at the time that they were told to or that they told their teams so that worked really really well and i know we had a lot of feedback as well saying gosh this has made it made life a lot easier and we were ultimately the winners out of it because you know we got the leads and so did they so i think literally going to that level i remember deidre you were reviewing some of this and you were like bonna can we actually just remove that like can we copy and paste their specific link rather than saying insert link because that's going to be that extra you know friction for them and i remember thinking gosh who are these people surely they can copy and paste but if i put myself in their shoes you're absolutely right they might not have the time and we've just potentially lost out on hundreds of leads just because we didn't copy and paste their link for them. So you need to go to that that level of detail and it really does pay off. Totally, totally. Oh, okay. So yes, it is a lot of work. We're not going to shy away from that, It's, but it's so worth it because I think, gosh, combined, we probably grew our list between running one virtual summit, one contest by over 5,000, do you mm. think? Yes, yeah. we we pretty much that was we were still so early in our in our early in our list uh, building exercise and yeah, we would have got that five thousand for sure. Yeah, and so this particular episode, like wh why we're talking to you about all of this is because obviously you need to build an email list before you can even email them <laughs> about your podcast, right? So a bonus step. So obviously you know step one, go into any of these collaborations with the mindset of giving choose your vehicle and make it so stupidly simple for them. Like you guys seriously do not have them think about what to do, going to multiple places to get things. No, one place, one document, copy and paste, like that's it. And then the bonus step, because once you've run it and you've built your list, now you can actually, you actually have a list to promote to. And this is what it comes down to, right? This particular, you know, when we talk about high income earning podcasters, using an email list like it's i know that a lot of people are like get told to email but i also know because i've been on that other side of it and it's like well that's great i would be happy to send out an email if i had people to email <laughs> <laughs> i didn't want to make this episode about what to email because we've already done that you can go again go back to episode 23 or episode even 26 where i interviewed Brittany gardner about how she about her email strategy so go and listen to that about what to actually email. But if you do not even have an email list, I know that's going to be hard to, to listen and, and implement that advice. So that's why we decided to do this episode about building your email list. You guys, you have to build your email list. Build it and then email them about your podcast. And I can pretty much hand on heart guarantee that you will see your downloads grow. You will see your podcast grow. 
All right. So, and if you don't, or if you do, please like let us know. Like, I think in our show notes, we're going to have a particular link where you can leave us a message or comment about, you know, and we'd love to see the feedback. Was this helpful? Do you want us to go deeper into anything in particular? Let us know. Cause you know, if you don't tell us, we, we won't know what we're talking about is useful for you. But yes, building email is, this is the third marketing tactic that those higher income earning podcasters are doing. Okay. So again, if you need a recap of one and two, then go back to the last two episodes because I recapped one and two. This is the third tactic. So go and start doing that. And if you want an easy way to actually, if you're like, I kind of built, I've got it, I've got a bit of a list, but I've just been really, really lazy about actually emailing them, then guess what? We have the solution for you. You just have to, and you can try it for free, come to capshow.com, that's C-A-P-S-H-O.com. We are helping podcasters like you amplify your message, get reach, and we do that by providing a promotional email that you get in under 10 minutes from uploading your episode file. So go and try it out. That's at capshow.com, that's C-A-P-S-H-O.com. All right, you guys, that's it from us today. As always, stay awesome. Bye. 